This is Dan, Don, and Karen. And we are the co-producers of the annual polyamory event Beyond the Love, Poly Summit 2014. Beyond the Love is a low-cost, three-day event on November 7th through 9th, held in a newly renovated hotel in Columbus, Ohio. You'll find a variety of classes and workshops led by people who live in poly relationships from around the country. As well as fun and interactive extras like poly speed mixer, game night, and a masquerade dance. There will be a wealth of opportunity to learn tools, techniques, and communication skills to enhance our poly relationships. We'll provide a safe environment for meeting with other like-minded people in a supportive and inclusive community. We welcome all those living a poly lifestyle or considering doing so. We are passionate about recognizing poly as a relationship choice and sharing common experiences on our many different paths. Find out more at beyondthelove.org. We'll We'll see see you there. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips. Allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself, what's your pleasure? Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we are talking about swinger sites, how to pick them, how to find them, and how to use them. With us here is Emily. Hi. Welcome. So, Emily, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I have been in the lifestyle for about 11 years. Got in when I was rather young. I was about 22 years old. It's been an incredible journey for me. I've experienced it as a couple, as a unicorn, which is what we call in the lifestyle a single female. It's been amazing. I started out in the lifestyle being really interested in my bisexuality and and those thoughts and feelings. And so started out exploring with women, and then that naturally evolved. And I used to be on other websites, had some really good friends of mine who approached me about Cassidy, asked if I would be interested in being a part of it. And I was completely elated because it changed the lifestyle changed my life completely and how I looked at my owning my own sexuality, female empowerment, and everything in between that. So... They asked me if I'd be interested. I was jumping up and down. <laughs> and a few short years later, I ended up taking over a bigger part of the ownership. And, and the main profile is Cassidy. And that was a really exciting time in my life. And, and I've been enjoying it ever since. So that was with Scott and Nicoletta? Scott and Nicoletta. I've heard that there was something going on on Playboy Channel with them and you. Tell us about that. Scott and Nicoletta originally started working with Playboy on a show called Swing. The show is, in my opinion, it's one of the only real reality TV shows out there. And I can say that because I've been behind the scenes and a part of it. And there's no script or anything like that. But you have seasoned couples, uh, resident couples that stay on set. And you have a newbie couple that comes in once a week. You introduce them to the lifestyle and take them through the journey, answer questions for them. And, you know, either they take the plunge and or they run away screaming. 
<laughs> or they they have that choice. And it's really neat because they, they set a contract with each other that have specific set rules that say, you know, this is what we're comfortable with. This is what we're not comfortable with. So it's a, you know, it's a boundary thing and it, it really shows how important that communication is in general relationships, but even more so here, then they start their journey, but they have people on the show that it's a pretty diverse group of couples that have been in the lifestyle for some time and can offer some great guidance. And so Scott and Nicola were, were involved in season two, and then I was on season three and four. Wow. So you were part of a couple there or by there yourself? Was a couple during season three, and I was a unicorn on season four. So it was uh, quite the transition. But I, I enjoyed both being a couple and being a single female as well. It's crazy because it's almost like a swinger camp. Season three, I was there filming for a month. You would think that in a month's time that there would be some conflict in that house. Yeah, isn't that usually what the producers are driving to towards? Oh, let's throw this and this together so there's good drama. Well, Playboy stays away from drama. Playboy, and this is why... Cassidy's been really adamant about working with them is they're all about being sex positive. It has nothing to do with drama or anything like that. This is real people and real life experiences in the lifestyle. And in general, I find that there's probably less drama in the lifestyle because people are communicating with each other mm-hmm. and you have to be secure and strong in order to be in this community because It's like, all right, you have your relationship or maybe you're a single for that matter, but you're stepping into something that is extremely out of the box. Going back to it, it's like a swinger camp and and a sexy, you know, uh, classy swinger camp. (laughs) Not dirty and grungy like you might think camping is. There was no conflicts or issues. Everybody talked things out. It was amazing. Awesome. Hi, I'm Daniel Stern. I'm the author of Swingland Between the Sheets of the Secretive, Sometimes Messy, but Always Adventurous Swinging Lifestyle. Out right now in hardback and ebook, available at all bookstores and at blissbringers.com slash swingland. Let's talk about our favorite swinger sites. We discovered Casey as our second site, personally, and signed up when it was still a wee little site, and I've seen it grow in both quality and, and quantity of people. When people ask me what site to pick, I always say it strongly depends on where you are and what you are looking for. Do you have any tips on how people should pick Ultimately, you're looking for something that's user-friendly and a place that you can easily access information on like-minded couples or singles, whatever that is you're looking for. So uh, user-friendly. And I think the biggest thing when you're looking at a site is meeting people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's the goal is to meet people. And so you want to find a site that has a lot of events posted on it and a lot of different types of events because if you're just if you're new and you're getting into the lifestyle you might want to you know hold back on just jumping into going straight to an on-premise club and an on-premise for those of you that don't know means that it's a place that you can take it to the next level and um and have sex within the club 
off-premise is just more of a meet-and-greet social type of atmosphere. So you want something that you can kind of step into it. Um, but then you also want options when you're ready to take it to the next level and, and experience a full-blown... Cuddle, cuddle. Uh, <laughs> well, let's call it that for now. <laughs> but uh, Cassidy, we have almost 800 events posted on the site right now. And it fluctuates, obviously, day to day because we always have promoters posting events. And we also have trips as well for those of you that like to travel. And Cassidy is really set up more like a social network, like Facebook, but for really kinky people, minus your family and friends, for the most part. I mean, I can't say that there's not some kinky people in your lives, but you can share things without having the fear of being outed to everybody in your world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that I find is very strong about our site is the name, it, Cassidy. I mean, I can go and have dinner with a friend and talk about Cassidy. And first and foremost, it's not spelled like Cassidy normally would be. It could be a marketing nightmare for us, but it's awesome discretion. The other thing is it's not a label. You can make it be whatever you want because the swinging world and the lifestyle world is very diverse. There's something out there for anyone. And so we didn't want to put people in a box of the word swinger. Yeah, I've seen poly people on there. I've seen some BDSM-minded people. Yeah, I was talking to this really sexy couple, two girls, and I actually asked them out on a date. I was like, oh, geez, all right. (laughs) There's all kinds of different things on Cassidy, and and I like that about our community because it's a sexually social community. It's not just about one thing. What is the best way to set up a profile? I see newbies set up a profile without any pictures and with a two-sentence description. I think the first thing you have to think about is the screen name. I can tell you, back in the day when I first got into the lifestyle, I had no idea that you would be known for your screen name. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a login, and that was simply it. So there was some thought put into it, but not as much thought if I knew that everyone would say, hey, there's Curious Us, you know, make sure to set up something that represents you. And that's also easy to remember versus sexy couple for you, 69 to Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, I want to remember you. Yes. it's That's so frustrating. You're, you're okay. You come out of a playroom and you're already like sweaty and tired oh. and it's dark. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's sexy couple for two you with an underscore. And like, I, I, I wouldn't be able to remember that even if I was sober. That's the biggest thing. So make sure because you want people to be able to find you. Obviously, set up a a great screen name that's easy to remember and easy to spell. Then once you set up your profile, pictures. And picture, if you're a couple, we want to see both. I want to see the girl and the guy. And Um, not just a penis. And not just a penis. As as much as I love, love cock. (laughs) Uh, I want to see, you know, what's going on. I want to see the whole package. Like, for instance, on Cassidy, we have different albums we have the white album you know anyone who signs up even free members can see that album probably want to keep your face photos out of there then we have a yellow folder and that's for certified members and to be certified 
You have to send in a photo of yourself to my admin with your face, with a sign showing the date, your screen name. And if you're a couple, you both need to be in the photo or you need to go to an event and have the event host certify you or have a certified member certify you. So the yellow folders are specifically for certified members. And then there's another layer and that's the red folders. If you're discreet and you're concerned about people finding out about you, then you can use the the red album. And that's where you only grant access whoever you want to, to see that photo album. So make sure to load up as many photos as you possibly can in all of the albums, you know, whites, maybe there's a little more teaser and then yellows. It's a little more pulling people in. They want to see your reds. And so it's kind of like that whole flirtatious buildup and be honest because there's <laughs> like, I, if I'm meeting you and I've already seen you naked. Yeah. You really have nothing to hide. Yeah, some of these people post pictures who are like 10 years and 20 pounds off, right? Exactly. That's not going to get us anywhere. Being real with what you're looking for and and understanding that this is not a race. This is your journey. So whatever it is you want, put it down there so people know what they're getting into. And it helps your chances of chemistry and connection. Because if someone's reading a profile that's fully filled out and they're looking at your pictures, then odds are that you have a better chance of hitting it off. What are some of the don'ts? What are some of the major turnouts on a profile? For me, it's quite honestly not being able to spell. If you have half sentences and typos, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of typos either. When somebody doesn't put effort and it's like looking for hot couples, that to me is a turnoff. There's, there's a thing about getting to the point, but there's no need to go overboard with it. Just having nothing but cock shots all over your, no, we need to see more than that. I personally like to see someone's face and what it looks like before I meet them. My turnoff number two would be messy rooms. Oh, that's a good one. People often don't pay attention when they're taking a photo and they have like a bomb went off in the room. It's crazy. Yeah, dirty laundry and, and, and stuff like that. And like clean up. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to your house for a play date. <laughs> I also find selfies a little bit suspicious. <laughs> You're talking to the selfie queen. So, but, but wait, in my defense, I'm a unicorn, so yes. I have photos of myself most of the time. <laughs> but, but most of your photos are like professional grade quality, right? So No, well, actually, I take a lot of selfies, but I'm really, really good at, I've mastered the selfie. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. To, <laughs> to me, it sounds like a little bit weird, like you couldn't get your wife or your husband to take a decent picture for you really you have to do that in, in the bathroom stall or whatever <laughs> i understand that i i don't know i kind of like selfies but there's an art to it let's put it that way it's kind of like paying attention to your messy room you also have to pay attention to the angles when you're taking a selfie yes what about contacting people the more effort you put into an email same as your profile so I don't highly recommend copy and paste. 
pretty suspicious. If you're really interested in somebody, take the time and read their profile and then reference something about their profile in your email. And odds are you're going to get a lot more response that way. Oftentimes I, I do. I see a lot of copy and paste and it makes you feel like, well, geez, did do you know what I'm looking for or what I'm interested in? Was there any effort made? I think the best tip is look at the profile saying, oh, you're into this. Oh, I'm into this also. Let's do this. So find a connection and propose something. And then from there, I think oftentimes a great idea is to meet at a party because, hey, if we don't hit it off, then there is hundreds of other people that I might hit it off with. No mm -hmm. hard feelings. There could be a, an amazing connection and you end up leaving the party in like five minutes and you can't even get to the place to take your clothes off. But maybe maybe you end up just being friends with them and you meet somebody else. Mm -hmm. Great that night. I think that's a good tip. Taking a date to a party, even when it doesn't click, the chances are good that you might find somebody or they might find somebody else to play with that, that does tickle their fancy. It's, it's about chemistry and connection. And if you think about that amongst two people and then you add a third or a fourth or more than that, it just gets a little more complicated for everybody to get along at the same level. And so you can't ever be down on yourself for not having a connection. You're, you're going to find that, but it might just take a little bit of time to, to find the right people. I mean, I, I remember when I first got into the lifestyle and I used to say things like, I will never do this. How long did that last? Well, I found the right person. There you and then, go. And then it happened. And when it happened, it was amazing because it wasn't forced. And I wasn't doing it because I had to run to the next, you know, to the finish line and like scream up and down like, oh, I just did this. I'm I'm a hero. It was about that person made me feel comfortable and it happened and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. We all go in with our lists of do's and don'ts in the beginning and then after a little while they all change they do and i think that as you become more comfortable and realize that the people in the community are for the most part very genuine caring people i think people's guards start to come down a little bit more there's so many misconceptions about what this is all going to be about their shows thank goodness like swing and other shows and podcasts like yours that educate people there's always that misconception of what swinging was you know the key party yeah. you, you and, put all the keys in a bowl right that's how it yeah, goes I, and, and let me tell you i could be in a room of people i was attracted to and i would not do that it's like i've never ever once seen a key party we should do one ironically i guess that would <laughs> i've got keys i can throw them in <laughs> hey, look who just joined us. Yay. It's Mistress Cindy. Yeah, I've been out spanking tail feathers at the yoga studio. <laughs> and I'm sweaty. Uh, all right, stage. we got a sweaty threesome going on here. <laughs> awesome sauce. Hot. Yay. Yes, Bikram yoga is hot and the sound of being sweaty with you two is even hotter. I just can't stop thinking of yoga pants, so... Jeez, I want to do naked yoga. Uh, yes. There's a couple of guys in the class. I, I'm just, 
I can't help it. My mind starts wandering, and I'm like, oh, if only we could do naked yoga in here. There, there are <laughs> spots where you can do naked yoga in San Francisco. Yeah, Twist. Twist does it on the weekend. They used to. We should check that out. I have a hard enough time taking a regular yoga class. <laughs> With all the distractions. <laughs> I mean, I think I would hurt myself in naked yoga, to be quite honest. You know, when you're turning your head around, it's more like a whipping it around like, damn, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the instructor always pats me on the head like, no, you need to look at the floor. Pam, Pam, look at the floor, please. <laughs> Eyes forward. <laughs> naughty, naughty. naughty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's too funny. So, what have you naughty kids been up to? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk about the girls on cork concept. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so Girls Uncorked is a party that we started. It's more of a meet and greet, let's call it. And it happens at someone's house every third Thursday of the month. It's girls only, except for twice a year, guys can join in. But the girls get together, they bring a bottle of wine, they bring an appetizer or what I call a happy-tizer, <laughs> and they just sip and socialize, get to know each other, and it's a great way for the girls to bond. And even for people who are just coming into the lifestyle, uh, again, I, I said you need to have different types of events. If you're new to the lifestyle, it's a great way to step in where it's not as intimidating to walk into a room full of couples. It gives you a chance to get to know people right, and right. kind of see what the lifestyle is all about. And then you can, you know, maybe meet a few girls. And then later on, as a couple, you can, you know, arrange a dinner or something. But Or you can uh, gossip and pillow fight. Yeah, that's yeah, what Yeah, pillow fight. That's exactly <laughs> what we do. <laughs> we actually have 46 chapters right now. For me, it's one of my favorite things to go to still. I was a part of the first Girls Uncorked. It started in Denver. I was one of three people at the party. <laughs> wow. The night was still very magical. Now, most of the Girls Uncorked in Denver are like 60 plus girls. What kind of things happen other than getting a little bit tipsy under uh, drinking wine and stuff and cocktails? So they do this thing called the circle and some people joke because they're like, what is that? <laughs> you know, sounds kind of like, uh, you know, a little religious or something, but it's, does it's it involve really cool chakras? Because the yeah, girls was- gather around in a circle and it's not a seance or anything like that. You say your name, your screen name and a fun fact. It's kind of cool because it gives you an opportunity to get to know everybody in the room a little bit and something fun about them. And, you know, we're lifestyle people. So sometimes they talk about regular life stuff, but for the most part, it's, it's a uh, comical and kinky driven. And so it ends up being where, you know, the girls are, are laughing so hard and, and then you have to quiet it down so you can finish the circle because it's so hilarious. They do that. Usually it doesn't run late since it's on a Thursday. So it goes from 6 PM until 10 PM. Really, it's more of a, a, a mingle, meet and greet type of atmosphere, more casual. Do any of the chapters hold them on the weekends? You know, every once in a while, I'll have chapters who hold it on the weekends. But typically what I find, obviously, you have singles in the lifestyle. 
But for the most part, I find couples want to do things together on the weekends. Mm. And so it's easier for the girls to get away on a Thursday. Right, right, right. Okay. But the, the girls and guys, too, the semi-annual is held on the weekend. Kind of like a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, they have a, a luau is one of them, and that's in July. And then the uh, Christmas party. Oh, that's kind of nice. So here's what I was thinking is the other day I'm cleaning up, you know, I've got a closet full of, you know, lifestyle clothing. I've got Burning Man clothes. I have swinger clothes, which is slut gear. And then there's a lot of the little outfits that uh, I just don't wear anymore. Some of them don't fit. I've lost weight from working out over the last six months. So I'm like, oh, this dress, I'm not going to wear this anymore. So then I started thinking, but I don't want to go buy new stuff. Why don't we have like a like a yard sale? No, I want to swap outfits. And you, so you, you need to do a girls uncorked swap meet. I exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking is that we need swap meet. We need to do a swap meet and then bring our clothes because a lot of the girlfriends that are little in our circle here in the Bay Area, a lot of the girls we were all talking about, like, man, we have so many clothes and we don't know what to do with it. Shoes. 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 Exactly. No, I'm not giving up my toys. I'm drawing the line. Swap meet technically be like during one of the, the girls and guys too, if you're swapping meet. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that I happens on the weekend anyhow. That's a Friday I Saturday. I had to go there. Yeah, that's a good one. You are a dirty-minded girl. I like that. I can't help it. <laughs> Look what I do for a living. Oh, my God. Yeah. You must have. Do you ever go to your folks' place or any of your family members and just slip? Like, oops. Well, they know. Oh. Well, they've seen you I on TV, to, I guess. I had to let them know. I mean... I'm I'm so public about it that the lo- the thing I wanted is that if I were outed, which I knew was going to happen just because I chose to be public, I wanted them to have an education on what it was so that if somebody approached them, A, they could say they knew about it, um, but they could also talk about it from an educational standpoint versus all of the misconceptions that are out there. They could then turn that around. And right. what was interesting is when I told my my parents, they had already met a ton of my friends that were lifestyle, including Scott and Nicoletta. They loved them. <laughs> they loved all of my friends. So it was kind of hard for them to pass judgment because it's like, wow, they're really amazing people. Like, I can't say anything about it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll get big boxes of condom shipments and lube and toys and you name it. And my family's around when that stuff comes in and it's, <laughs> it's no different than anything, really. I mean, they've been pretty supportive. I'm, I'm fortunate with that. No, that's yeah. really important because, you know, the last thing you want to do is have someone out you and then trying to backpedal and explain things. It's better to choose your own time, choose your words, and you did the right thing. I had a little dinner party one night and my mother is Cajun. So I was making seafood gumbo. And so she uh, invited herself and I said, mom, (laughs) I'm having friends over, you know, (laughs) those kind of friends. Wink, wink. She's like, well, I can come for a little bit. I mean, I know how to cook gumbo better than you do. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, well, come on over for a little bit. So she shows up. My dad's with her too. And she goes, does mama look hot? Oh <laughs> my gosh. Okay, mom, what are you getting at? Now, granted, I, I can't see my parents doing that, but 
it's so funny that, you know, even my parents who are vanilla were feeling the energy from the environment. (laughs) So my mom wanted to look sexy and my dad is like the cool kid. (laughs) And, uh, all my friends were surrounding him all night and like making comments like, Oh my God, I bet you were such a, a mad daddy when you were young and he was eating that up. So it's kind of cool to see that they've even experienced at least that side of it. So have you checked on the uh, Casey profiles? Your parents might have one. <laughs> no. And if and- you happen to come across them at a party, I, I would love to be the fly on the wall and see the expression on your face. Oh no, <laughs> I, I, I can't see them ever signing up for a profile and they actually, they know certain things not to do. Like don't Google my name. It's not a good idea. You know, things like that. You know, nothing shocks me anymore. I mean, we've come across things. My worlds have collided. I don't know if John had mentioned he discovered his parents were swingers, but he didn't discover. Yeah. They outed themselves to me. They came out to her. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't wow. a shock to John because some of the, you know, when we were first dating and we were talking about when we were growing up, just trying to get to know each other years ago. And he had this one memory and the way that he described it, I'm like, honey, are you sure your parents weren't swingers? And this, I think this is about the time before we actually became swingers. And I will never forget the look on his face. He just went kind of blank and I could tell the wheels in his head started spinning like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then it just started unfolding on its own. First, his stepdad started telling me, and then his other dad started telling me. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I can't believe you guys are telling me. Have you all told John? Tell nope, John. They, they, ne- they never told me anything. Wow. I just remember as a kid, like, Oh, mom is being silly. She's sleeping in the wrong sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> they had a slumber party. They uh, the whole the picture that he paints is oh yeah my family we used to have a bunch of friends come over and cook and drink you know and we they all had, had kids and we they all had kids and the kids played with each other and then we all slept over because moms and dads were drinking and then he continues with go ahead in the middle of the night having to go pee and then looking at the sleeping bags that was in the time that where you have these square sleeping bags which you could put like two people uh, when you zip them together and i saw oh mom is being silly she's sleeping in the wrong bag that was it when bent to bed that was so far in my memory that i wasn't sure if i imagined it or remembered it well i guess i'll have to keep my eyes open <laughs> When are you going to do your first Girls on Cork, baby? As soon as I get the packet, I'm going to put it all together. Well, I'm going to get you your packet. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. The swapping meat in action. Yes. We are going to combine the chapters and have big parties. and Awesome. Yeah. We're going to swap clothes. And then later that night, we'll swap meat. Yes. Close first. So as soon as I have that, I'm going to put it on the Blissbringers calendar of events and get some stuff going. We've got some changes happening with Blissbringers as well. We're starting to add in some fitness and exercise programs for our listeners and stuff. Very uh, cool. Like I said earlier, it's like regular dating. Keeping up yourself 
mm-hmm. in general is good, but we're still dating, so we want to make sure we look our best and feel our best. Looking good naked is one of the best motivators in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why in the morning I get up and I look at myself in different positions so I can see what I need to work on. Well, we want to look at you in different positions also. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> My morning routine. Because <laughs> you it's work kind of out regularly. It, you know what? It helps. It helps. And my fitness coach is lucky because I, I send him naked yes, photos. Is. Okay, well, this is this is what I look like this week. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you have a female fitness coach or a male fitness coach? Male. A male? Oh my gosh. He's probably loving life. Like, oh my God, I love this client. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's now a member. So, well, they're, no. they're he's part you, of a couple. So, you recruited them. That's awesome. I did. I did. <laughs> thank you very uh, much, Emily. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate your time. And hopefully, when you start that Girls in Cork chapter, I can come out and visit you guys. Absolutely. Do you ever get out to San Francisco? You know, I have in the past, but it's been a while, so I'm definitely... This is uh, the time of year. It's, it's overdue. overdue. Yeah. Overdue. Get out here. We will be in Vegas at the end of October. Fetish and Fantasy Ball. Spanking asses. Yeah. Names. Yeah. We will be with the uh, Dragon's Gate team down there uh, doing uh, BDSM Basically, you know, Halloween, that is the, that's the party for all vanillas and their reasoning to get dressed up sexy like us swingers do on a weekend basis. But there is like 5,000 people that come out to this big party that's being held at Hard Rock and we get one to two hour waiting lines just to be flogged and spanked and teased and put up on St. Andrew's crosses. It's love it. I, we love it. It's like, oh, hello. Here's my room number. <laughs> and you I'm can very see- into that lifestyle as well. <gasps> Come out. Join us for the Halloween weekend. It is the best weekend in Vegas. We'll give you a VIP treatment. Yes. And you can see all the pictures of the event at kcd.blitzbringers.com. That's right. That's awesome. Right. Well, thanks for that. Thank That's you it. so much. I appreciate it. And uh, look forward to meeting you guys. and. Spanking asses and taking names like you said. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to have to use that one more often. Bye. And that is all that we have time for today. If you have any questions for Emily, visit kcd.blissbringers.com. If you just want to look at her pictures, that's okay too. We won't judge. If you have any questions for us, hit us up on info at blissbringers.com or on Twitter at blissbringers. Everybody else, make sure that you are subscribed via iTunes at itunes.blissbringers.com. You get the picture. Until next time, what's your pleasure? All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. Uh, she broke into one of the rooms and found my strap-on. Oh, no. And and now you got bite marks in your strap-on? I'm going to have to get a new strap-on because oh. she's her squeaky toy, and it was not her squeaky toy. <laughs>